Welcome to the Monsters, Myths, and Mayhem podcast. As always, I'm your host, Silver. But not as always, we have a couple guest hosts. Because Chaotic could not make it this week. Our first guest host from a previous episode. From our first guest episode, she has made her return. Hello, I'm Sandra. I did the Banshee episode. And a new guest, my Cousin. Now, why did you have to hesitate to say that? <laughs> I was just quite wasn't quite sure what to introduce you as. Uh, my favorite cousin. Aww. Who are you? I I am Mo Mo. I was getting there. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mo Mo. As he said, his favorite cousin. He can't get rid of me. Today's topic is the. Tanuki or the Tanuki say a couple different ways. Tanuki is, I think, more of an American way to say it, and then Tanuki is more the Japanese way to say it. Are either of you two familiar with the Tanuki? A little bit. I have cosplayed as one. I think they're super adorable. It's cute. It's cute. Well, this is a creature in mythology. Dear listeners, that is also a creature in real life. Minus some of the mystical abilities. The Tanuki in real life is a tiny, well, actually medium-sized canine. Also referred to as the raccoon dog. Because it is a canine, but it has like the eye patches, dark patches of a raccoon. And as Mo said, they're very adorable. Especially when they're pups. If it's a canine, it's always going to be a puppy. You can't fight me on that, though. No. Yeah. The Tanukis are very popular in Japan. As they're one of the few animals that originally have magical powers. Like the foxes. Which foxes and badgers, Tanukis... They're the only ones that kind of originally have magic powers to begin with. They don't have to age into their magic like cats do. These magical abilities include shape-shifting, illusions, possession sometimes. Those are their main ones. Oh, they also have extremely large testicles. They're flexing, got it. Yes, Momo, you look like you got something to say. Why was that the highlight factoid? Because that is the main. <laughs> <laughs> their extremely large testicles mm-hmm. is their main attraction in Japanese folklore. Okay. Is there a certain reason why? Because Japanese, they use these testicles for all their illusions and transformations. Do they need a bridge across the road? They stretch the testicles out and they transform <laughs> it into a bridge. Do they, need, do they need a net to capture birds? They'll t- 
toss their testicles in the air and let them capture birds. <laughs> Do they need to catch some fish? They'll get a couple tanuki to stretch the testicles across the body of water and then pick it up to catch some fish. Do they, do they need to beat somebody to death? Testicle hammer. I want to say I have questions, but it's Japanese folklore, so everything checks out. Do they need, you need to be inside of a carriage? They'll wrap you up in their testicles and turn it into a carriage and you'll be inside. If there's a version of Cinderella with this myth, I would like to return it and send it to the next person. Please <laughs> thank you. There is a size limit, though, for how large these testicles can stretch. I would hope so. And that is eight tatami mats. Is, I have questions. I have lots of questions, but I don't want to <laughs> ask the questions. Go ahead, ask away. So, tatami mats and tanukis have the same kind of, you know, ish name. Are they coinciding names because of the correlation between them? I am not sure, actually, on that one. I don't think so. So a tatami mat is... uh, It's a tatami mat size-wise. For our metric listeners, is 0.95 meters, so roughly 1 meter, by 1.91 meters. Which in American, that is 3 feet... (laughs) Three feet, 13 and a half inches, which doesn't make sense on this site, by six and six feet, three and a quarter inches. So eight of those. That's roughly, that's roughly 144 square feet. They can stretch these testicles out. If I did my math correctly. Well, I'm hoping you didn't. Hey, it's got to be big enough to catch with. Of course. Well, thank you. And these testicles have to be strong enough too, and I don't think they have I don't think they're as sensitive as any other animal testicles. If they're catching fish and birds with it. I would hope not. Cause there is also a painting, a traditional Japanese painting, of a tanuki setting his testicles, his scrotum, up on a target block, and then other tanukis shooting arrows at it. So I'm gonna guess they're pretty tough. <laughs> yep. I had something to say, but I lost it. I'm sure it'll come back. No, it won't. <laughs> There's also a second name for the Tanuki. If people are looking to research it, it is called the Bake Danuki. One more time? Bake, B A K E, Danuki. Kind of like Tanuki, but with a D. The Tanuki do have a fondness for tricks and pranks to play on people as they like using their shape changing abilities to do so. Some people also say that uh, the Tanuki's shape changing happens when they place a leaf upon their head. I also see in some sources that say they their testicles are their main shape changing abilities where that comes from. They're mainly a jovial natured monster. At least in the newer folklore. I feel like it might be a little bit early, but I don't necessarily like calling them a monster. <laughs> Creature. Mythical being. So there was a time back when Tanukis were not so nice, and then I think it's like the Edo period came around, and they decided they suddenly became more more stories about them, and they 
the story started to shift from more meaner, thinner Tanukis to fatter, rounder, nicer, more more of a nicer prankster Tanukis. The story evolved. The Tanukis are also a rival of a previous monster we talked about. They are rivals with the Kitsune. Kitsunes, the foxes, and the Tanukis do not get along whatsoever. They sometimes get into disputes, but never really physical disputes because they're not quite, the Tanuki's not physically strong. But they get into magical shape-changing disputes where they have competitions to see who can change shapes the best. So I got a couple stories later That's on. Valid. That's valid. Uh, their Tanuki also like to play belly drums. They, they beat on their stomach as they round and and the sound it makes is Pompoco Pompoco, which is the same name as the Studio Ghibli film about Tanuki's Pompoco, which they demonstrate their magical testicle powers there in that movie. I have not seen that one. Not it's from like 96 or 97. It's rentable on Amazon Prime right now. Is it on HBO Max? I don't know. I don't have that one. <laughs> But in that one, in Pompoco, they can uh, fly with their testicles or wrap them around their back and their legs, and they use them like a kite. I'm going to be annoying and check real quick. Yep. Uh, last I knew, I thought they had all of the Ghibli Studios. Ooh, they do have Pompoco. Original audio, too. 1994. I think in that one, the Tanuki are trying to stop the humans from destroying their forest. I think that's the main synopsis but I won't say no more because I won't spoil it. <laughs> I'll spoil the stories from 200 years ago, but I won't spoil 20 years ago, 30 years ago. 30 years ago. No, 29. It's still in the 20s. <laughs> Trying to make yourself feel younger. The Tanukis, the new ones, have you seen their statues? Or You probably guys have probably seen their statues once or twice. They're usually the round ones with the hats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Saki bottle, pieces of paper, which is a promissory note. Uh, their statues are prevalent around Japan, pretty much outside of every eatery, because Tanukis also represent like good fortune and wealth, partially because of their testicles. There is a story behind that one as well. So this brings us back to the original animal Tanukis, right? The actual live animal Tanukis goldsmiths back in the day would try to stretch the gold out as thin as possible to make golden leaves. They figured out to take the little golden balls and to stretch them out, they would put them inside Tanuki testicles. Tanuki scrotums, not testicles. So they put these golden balls inside Tanuki scrotums and they'd start pounding them out because the scrotums were soft enough and tough enough that it helps stretch the gold out. Yeah. Ah, oh, that sounds painful. Yeah. They're, they're off the tookies. I, I, I still can't help but sympathize. So, this came to golden balls being called Kentamas. And, which also is pretty similar to the Japanese word for testicles. The slang word. So golden balls 
gold. They became Tanukis became known for their money. Even so much that people in Japan started to make purses and wallets out of Tanuki testicles or Tanuki scrotums. Because they'd say that their money they could stretch their money further that way. I don't think that's how that works. No, but people like to believe things. Just like the heads up good luck. But, you know, more scrotum, less random money. That's why all the businesses have these statues outside of their stores. It's for good luck. The Tanuki statue also represents the eight virtues. So it has a hat on, like a big brimmed hat, to protect against trouble or bad weather. It has big eyes to perceive the environment and help make good decisions. It has a sake bottle to represent virtue. It has a big tail to provide steadiness and strength. An oversized scrotum that symbolizes financial luck. A promissory note that represents trust or confidence. A big belly that symbolizes bold and calm decisiveness. And a friendly smile. That's what their statues kind of represent. I I think I've heard something like that. I don't know if it's like from Mario or something, but I swear I've heard that from somewhere. I mean, it might be from Mario. It might be. I don't know. I, I know that from somewhere. That's right? all I know. Because Mario does have a Tanuki suit. He does. Where he can turn himself into a statue. Yes. He can also fly. Um, yes, and I know we're going to get to, to other parts of the, the podcast, but Tom Nook is also yeah. a Tanuki and has some things to go with the lore. Just a little bit more, kind of, on the more mm-hmm. eviler side of Tanuki. Okay. Tanukis can possess people. Kind like yes. of like Kitsune's can. Uh, one of the most common ways a Tanuki possesses somebody is if you kill the Tanuki, they can possess you. And when they possess you, the symptoms of it, you develop a new personality traits. You gain gluttony. So you grow, your waist grows vast, but you get no nutrition as the Tanuki spirit takes all the nutrition till you die of malnutrition. You get unexplained illnesses. You become melancholy. You become overly talkative. You get sudden outbursts of violence and an abnormally increased libido. Which is weird because the Tanuki spirit is not necessarily any type of sexual spirit at all. It has an oversized scrotum, but that's more towards financial luck and nothing really towards anything sexual. Right. Unlike the satyr. Were you looking for a way to tie those two together? No. It... Feels like you were. But anyways, Tanukis can also possess people, you know, just for jokes as well. Or if you offend them in any way, they don't actually have to die the whole time. But just a random fact that I've seen, the actual live animal Tanukis, guess how many vehicle deaths there are a year for them in Japan alone? Uh... 
I feel like it's either going to be really low or really high. 22? I don't... 370,000 a year. Get hit by cars. Why are you eating so many tanukis? Do they didn't like that's how you get possessed by one. You fucking offended them in there. God yeah. damn! I have no clue why so many get hit by cars. I also think that's open season for tanukis because they're kind kind of considered a pest from what I've seen. Because people also use tanukis as fake fur, but it's real fur. How? There have been cases against major fashion companies using tanuki fur as fake fur. That's my questions. <laughs> I didn't really dig too deep into that one. Dug deeper oh. than I would have when I would have looked this up. Okay, so so I understand, you know, to be like foxes and dogs crosses, right? Yeah. And I don't know if it's true or not. They found, I think it's like in Mexico or somewhere. Literally, um, it's a crossbreed. It's a female. It's a fox and a dog. They crossbred. Mom was a fox. Dad is a dog, like a mutt dog. And it can breed. They have genetically tested this thing. I just saw it today. I don't know where. I don't remember. But um, it looks like a fox head on a dog body. But it looks like one of those uh, dogs from um, Coco. That dog. It looks like a weird mix between the three of them. Um, and this is all the time you're thinking about that. I'm like, are we just... Trying to piss off mythological species up in here, or <laughs> maybe it's weird. Well, they're both canine foxes are canines as well, so mm -hmm. it's just a different step cousin. <laughs> yeah, they're so cute. Also, also, I feel like, and hear me out, they should listen to this podcast about why not to piss off mythological creatures. Maybe make your, like, 3,000 number of Tanuki deaths by a car accident down to zero. <laughs> Maybe, uh, yeah, just avoid hitting them. I was never going to guess that high. Any questions, guys, before we move on to story time? Media? No. So, I didn't write these stories down, but I heard them a couple of different times. Stories of Tanookis. Do a nicer Tanooki story or a not as nice Tanooki? I feel like you need to let the Tanookis avenge their vehicle manslaughter deaths. And then we, you know, level it back out with, hey, we're not so bad guys. Okay. Give me the bad story. So there was this old farmer who lived on a farm. He had a friend named Rabbit. He was a rabbit. These guys hung out all the time. Until... One day, the farmer accidentally caught him in his trap, but he ended up releasing him. The next day, he seen the trap go off, and a tanuki got caught in the trap. So he proceeded to take the tanuki home, and he had, he had his wife start prepping everything while he went back out to the farm. The tanuki pleaded with the white farmer's wife. She's like, there, he said, there is no need for you to uh, clean all this rice and pound. I think it was, he was pound, she was pounding miso out. Let me do that for you. Just untie me, the Tanuki said. With much debate, the farmer's wife decided to untie the Tanuki so that 
he may help her make the food. Later that night, the farmer was coming for supper. And the farmer's wife gave him a health, a hearty bowl of soup or stew with meat chunks in it and everything. The farmer loved it. He ate it all up. After the farmer finished his bowl of stew, his wife said, would you like another bowl? He said, yes. Then she said, how silly of you not to notice. As she changed into the form of the Tanuki, revealing himself to be the form of Tanuki. That is your wife you're eating. Yep, called it. And that is for catching me and tying me up. Then the Tanuki scampered off into the forest. The rabbit came along and heard the farmer crying and wailing. He asked the farmer what happened. The farmer told him that he ended up eating his wife and it was all the Tanuki's fault. Rabbit decided to get revenge for the farmer. The rabbit proceeded to go to the Tanuki's home, which he found the Tanuki carrying firewood. The rabbit secretly lit the firewood on the Tanuki's back and started talking with the Tanuki, saying, That is an awfully large load of wood you have there. He said, Yes, it is. I'm going back to my home. And he said, Do you hear that noise? The rabbit's like, no, that's probably just the sound of the crackling mountain right next door. The Tanuki's pretty much said, oh, yeah, that must be it. He ended up with severe burns on his back from the wood being on fire. He was in so much pain that the rabbit's like, quickly, come to my house. I got some ointment that we could put on there to help you feel better. The rabbit, in his haste, I would say purposefully, Gave the Tanuki a like pepper ointment, and the Tanuki spread it across his burnt back, which burned like a son of a gun, I imagine. So the Tanuki wailed and ran off back to his home. A couple days later, the rabbit went and checked on him. He said, Oh my, I did not mean to give you that wrong salve. Let me take you fishing, and we shall go out on the boats and see who can catch the most fish. There was a big boat and a small boat at the uh, lake, ready to go. The Tanuki, wanting to win this competition, decided to take the larger boat because it could haul more fish. But as they started rowing out there, the, tan the uh, Tanuki noticed that the boat was awfully hard and the rabbit started rowing closer to him. It was at this point the Tanuki realized this boat was made out of clay and the rabbit took this oar and smacked this clay boat sending the Tanuki into the water where two versions of the story kind of split here. One, the rabbit held the Tanuki underwater till he drowned and the second part of the story was that the rabbit, seeing the Tanuki struggling, decided to swiftly smack the Tanuki over the head with the paddle, killing him that way. Um, 
So the moral of the story is your balls may be the biggest, but there's always someone with a bigger dick than you. <laughs> and it's the rabbit. <laughs> That's not the moral of the story. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm holding that in since I figured out it was a wife and he brought in the rabbit. The rabbit made him made his way back to the farmer who was still crying after all these days and tell him that he has gotten revenge for him. And the rabbit and the then the rabbit and the farmer lived happily in their hut in the farmer's house. So the rabbit got revenge for the farmer. He, he still ate his wife. Yeah, that's all it took for him to grieve. No, I got revenge for you. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Him and that rabbit are doing more. <laughs> Her bones were buried in the barn, too. So the nice story. Okay. So the nice story was there is this Tanuki. Uh, I don't remember his name because I didn't write my notes, but there's like three main Tanukis in all the stories. They're all named. This Tanuki is a Tom Nook. Okay. So he defended this island of Japan. And he didn't, not the whole island of Japan, but there's a little island off of Japan that he wiped out all the Kitsune on, pretty much. And he defended this island and did not let any Kitsune on it. But he spread the population of all Tanuki on it. So Tanuki were, were kind of ruled the island with the humans. And you could get loans from this Tanuki. There'd be loans with no interest. You could borrow some money, and then, but you'd have to pay it back. And he just had an immense wealth. One day, he was rowing across to the mainland, and he met a Kitsune. The Kitsune wanted to head to the island because he heard, she heard of a uh, Tanuki over there that was killing off all the Kitsune. But they were the strongest Kitsune, so they decided to go to the island to deal with the Tanuki. The Tanuki talked in disguise, talked to the Kitsune, and said, I could take you across the river in my boat, but only if you transform into a hat. The Kitsune couldn't swim. So halfway across the river, the Kitsune, or not the Kitsune, the uh, Tanuki grabbed the Kitsune hat and proceeded to chuck him into the river and continuing to protect the island from all Kitsune. He ended up drowning that Kitsune that he was helping across. So they're like the Hatfields and the McCoys. Got it. Yeah. Then there is a uh, another story. If you guys are up for it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Is there was a Kitsune, not Kitsune, there was a three Tanukis, a mother Tanuki, a father Tanuki, and a son Kitsune, or son Tanuki. They were running low on food because the humans were pushing them out. So the, the father and the wife decided to play a scheme on the humans. They decided it was a good idea to one of them transform into a hunter and try and sell the other to get money for food because Tanuki pelts were worth something. So the 
Mother Tanuki, wife Tanuki, started off as the hunter first and sold the father. The father got away from the hunter later that night and came back, and they all ate for a while. They were running low on money and food again, so the this time the father Tanuki was the hunter, and the mother was the... Oh no, the mother was a kitsune. That's right. So it was a father Tanuki, mother Kitsune, and then son Tanuki. So the father went to sell the mother and ended up talking to the seller and getting a lot more for her than they got, he got, she got for him. So, but he pulled the seller aside because he decided with all this money, I can eat more, I can eat for longer with less people. And he told the hunter, hey, that fox is still alive. It's just playing dead. In which the hunter proceeded to walk over and kill his wife. Kill the kitsune. Well, I'm starting to feel a little less inclined to think these guys are nice. Like, yeah, kitsunes are, you know, tricksters and stuff, but tanukis are just dicks. <laughs> He then proceeded to go back home to his son, in which he's the son's like, I wonder when mother's coming back. He's like, I'm sure she'll be back later tonight. Days passed. Nothing. The son figured out that the father, what the father did, and decided to play a shape, shape-changing competition on her, his uh, father. He's like, I bet. I can transform into anything and uh, you won't be able to figure out who I am. And the father was like, I'll always know who you are. You are my son. So they went out and they hid and he trans was supposed to transform into something. Well, while the father was watching down the road, the daimyo procession started to come through. And the daimyo possession is like a like a royal like a noble's wagon carriage ride that goes through the countryside. And the father's like, "Oh my god, he transformed into the daimyo's possession. Let me go point this out to him that I found him." He decided to go into the carriage, and as it's as a tanuki, and started talking to this nobleman in there. He's like, ah, son, I found you. The, the guy inside proceeded to freak out because it was not his son. The Tanuki father looked outside the window and seen his son waving. Then all the guards came and stabbed the father to death. The son had this plan because he's seen the procession coming along. That's what you get for what is it? What it entered uh, the term for when you kill your wife? That's a certain word for it. Domestic dispute. Yeah, no, but it's like um, like patricide is where you kill your father. Matricide ah. is where you kill your mother. There's a certain term for your spouse, I think, and that's what you get for doing that. Matricide. Matricide. Thank you. Sorry. Continue. The same uh, father that was the same uh, Tanuki that was guarding the island found mm -hmm. a kitsune on the island. 
and he proceeded to transform or do a transformation contest as they do. The Katsune transformed and the Tanuki transformed and the Katsune transformed and the Tanuki is like, I'll transform better than you. And he made like a big smoke cloud appear and he proceeded to transform into the Daimyo's procession. And it's Kitsune is like, man, that's awfully real. Went over to go talk, uh, like poke him. And it turned out to be the actual Damyo possession, which then proceeded to murder the Kitsune. It's like the fucking Hatfields and the McCoys, but worse. Mm -hmm. I think this was also the Tanuki was used as a story to not mess with the Damyo possession. Because back in this time, Nobility could pretty much do anything they wanted to any peasants and get away with it. Usually it ends up in deaths or trickery. Yeah, as is on par with these. Whenever you get into, I feel like, um, a shape-shifting peasant contest um, with another member of that kind of thing, it's not going to go well. Another little bit of media is this is actually a, a grade schooler rhyme that grade schoolers say. In Japan, it's tan tan tanuki and no kintama wa kaze no ne no ni bura bura, which translates to tan tan tanuki balls, even without wind, they blowing around. And school children are singing this. That shit's yeah. a bop. That stuff's a bop. Sorry. It reminds me of a, you know, that song, do your ears hang low, but like, you know, you did it for the other parts of the body. Yeah, it's, it's very reminiscent of that. So pretty much. Thanks. Continuing to media, media. We have mentioned Pompoko, the Studio Ghibli film. Mm-hmm. Mario, where he has the Tanuki suit that turns into a statue mm-hmm. and can fly. But yes. Mario also has a raccoon suit that flies but cannot turn into a statue. That's the difference. There is an anime called BNA on Netflix that is really good. The main character is a Tanuki girl. She does not have the large scrotum. I would hope not. But we're hard if you do. And uh, she has some, like, shape-changing abilities, too, as they learn throughout the thing. Naruto has Tanookis. Uh-huh. As Shikaku, the one-tailed beast. Is, um, Shippo in Inuasha, is he? Or is he a fox? Shippo? I, I think, think he's a fox. I, I thought he was a Kitsune. Yeah, a fox. Yeah, he might uh, be a Kitsune. Because uh, sure. I only get offended when you call him a dog. Yeah, was an orphan young Kitsune. Okay. So he couldn't meet up with the other one. Um. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So there's a couple that... There's more than I thought for media. Yu-Gi-Oh! There's Yu-Gi-Oh! cards that have tits, uh, 
tanukis on them. Okay. I did not. It's like Pompoko Tanuki. It's like a drumming Tanuki card. Uh, Animal Crossing has Tanukis in them. As uh, we mentioned, Tom Nook, we got... who worships gold, gives you loans. Yep. Tom Nook, there is the Timmy and Tommy, mm-hmm. which you cosplayed. Yes. With Chaotic. I was wearing my slippers. Yeah, I was wearing my slippers earlier for it. Yeah. And. There's more than that, just that reference in Animal Crossing form. When you're getting items, what do they look like? Bells. No. When you find or an item on the ground. Leaves. leaves. And Tanookis use leaves to transform. Oh, yeah. They give no also, interest loans like Tom Nook does. Mm-hmm. Also, he's very much like, no, no, no. Don't worry about my loan. Just pay it back when you can. Yokai Watch has Tanookis. Okay. Which is another yokai themed kids show. Then there's a movie called uh, Zootopia. Mm-hmm. It's the Japanese version exclusive during the newscasting scene that the newscaster is a Tanuki. They changed that animal in that scene per region. So Japan had a Tanuki, Australia had a koala newscaster. The Americas had a moose. Okay. Oh, you're right. I yeah. did see that. Yep. And I think China had a panda. I think it did. Uh, you can also find them in classic Japanese storytelling, painting, podcasts, mm-hmm. songs. Uh, uh, Tanukis and Kitsunes are very much in uh, Japanese art of all forms. They're like, hey, here's this thing. It's a lot of things. Merry Christmas. We'll post them on the Discord. I tried to keep up on the monster gallery. Mm-hmm. Okay, now time for everybody's favorite part of the episode. Mm-hmm. The mayhem. Because we did uh-huh. monsters, we did some myths, not some mayhems. How much mayhem would Tanuki cause... In today's society. I feel like my answer beforehand and now are two different things. <laughs> what was both? Beforehand, I was like, no, they're just little guys. They're just cute. They just give you, like, make you money and stuff. And now I'm realizing they're pretty... I think they're on a scale of you mess with it, you get it twice fold, if not more. But I think on the average, unless you're a Katsune... Or a rabbit, or hair—you know, whatever you want to split the hair on that one. Uh, you're probably safe. Maybe in mass quantities, like the island of Tanukis, you'll be fucked. But four, four out of ten. I feel like you might not have to worry as long as you don't be a dick. But that's a rare occurrence anymore. <laughs> <laughs> or commit vehicular manslaughter on them. <laughs> I'm I'm going to say a six just because of the way things are now and the way people are now. Fair. They're just little guys. They just like to pray, play a little bit of pranking on people. It's the little ones you've got to be scared of. <laughs> Me. I'm five foot. Like, I'm, i got to speak for them. The shorter we are, the shorter our temper, and the bigger our explosion is. Another thing they're kind of known for is when they, they pay for things. Like, a Tanuki would go to a theater, right? And they would put, mm-hmm. instead of putting their money on their plate, they'd put a pile of leaves on there. 
but transformed into money. That's mm-hmm. smart. One story I didn't tell was that a uh, Tanuki that did this. Then the people figured out that there was a Tanuki in the audience. So they brought dogs in, which proceeded to maul the Tanuki to death. Yeah, see, it's one of those things where money-hungry assholes in today's society. You can play that out if you want. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> they're like, oh, you can just produce money like that? And then that's how you get got. It, that, that's Leprechaun. That's the whole movie of Leprechaun. It, but I think it's Tunky style this way. <laughs> Honestly, they could start their own emotional support group. Like, they could start their emotional support company. Like, yeah. Renna yeah. Tunky. <laughs> I just need to apologize for any Tanookis listening. Uh, I'm sorry for people. <laughs> rude. If you want to live in my backyard, I'm not saying my dog won't leave you be because he's kind of rude like that. But if you want to exchange some leaf money in exchange for some safe haven, you can totally stay in my house. I'm also part raccoon. I feel like we understand each other on a different level. Safe haven in my house. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Another character that gets mistaken for Tanuki a lot. Tony Tony Chopper. Oh, I just started watching One Piece again. Yeah. Yeah. He gets mistaken as a tanuki or a raccoon all the time. Uh, he has antlers, though. I just have questions. Yeah, I don't know why. That's just a running joke in One Piece now. Oh, well. One, I would think, would get confused. And I know it's in the freaking title. Don't coming at me. Uh, Spice and Wolf. I, I get it. In the title, says she's a wolf. But, you know saying yeah could be too easily misconstrued yeah i think they would be i think they'd be mischievous but i don't think they'll be as deadly anymore i think they're more since they got their new statues and everything made of them they would uh maybe keep cool by themselves i think it'd just be like those one or two young juvenile tanookis that want to go play pranks on people you know turning entire or setting up like a road stall, turning all their food, having like delicious food there. Then when people go to eat into it, it's horse dung. It's a little rude, but I get it. That was a known thing for them to do is turn horse dung into delicious food and trick people into eating it. That's great though. This is where I'd have a problem with them. You mess with my food. (laughs) We're going to have an actual issue. (laughs) <laughs> I don't care about anything else. You don't mess with my food. That is where my my ginger snap will occur. And they don't, I don't think they want to catch these hands. <laughs> I'll mean, win. You, I'm more stubborn. You got, you got puppies and kitties. That's plenty to turn into delicious food. Then they're really going to catch some hands. <laughs> oh. I will call like a gang of kitsunes and be like, settle some scores. Settle some blood debts mm-hmm. in your family. And walk out. <laughs> You, you don't mess with the babies. <laughs> okay, so the next part of Mayhem, kind of, that we uh, usually do is, where would you guys place the uh, Tanuki in, like, a college, high school role group? Media arts? Uh, role group, strong word for it. What's it called? Like, the age group? Like, they they scream frat boys or freshmen. Yeah, kind of like the you're asking. Uh, stereotype. That's the word. Yeah. They're, what stereotype would you put them as? Frat boy to me. Frat boy, trickster, uh, the Fred and George group. Fred and George is a good one, but this totally, everything that you've said screams like a bad rush week for eternity hazing. 
<laughs> oh, sorry, you got killed during it. My bad. Yeah. We were joking. Oh. oh, that chocolate brownie was made of poop. Oh, sorry about that. See? Yeah. College. Maybe your wife. Oh. Yeah. Lol. Oh, that bridge or that uh, comfy boat we were all going down the river and was actually my testicles. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, see, see, college rap boys like putting their balls on everything. <laughs> Gives me a uh, lost boys vibes. I could, I could also see that. And they were very much like college freshman, freshman type age group they portrayed. Yeah, but that is any more mayhem you guys can think of. I can't think of any. They would be held during tax time. I feel like. With the whole <laughs> money thing, I'm just saying that's that's food for thought. Tax system with Tanuki probably don't mix. Nah, and their loan systems, nah, they'd be a they'd be a they'd be bankers, accountants. Yeah, and I have bankers and accountants, taxman's worst nightmare. They'd be the best bankers though, because they don't give you interest. Yeah, but I feel like that would mess up the economy without interest. No, interest is all a lie. It's for the banks to earn money. So it's a kitsune's. So the uh, interesting is a kitsune's, like you know, slander against Tanuki's. I got it. Yep. We'll move on now. I'd like to thank our Patreon supporters of Mondi, Ruby, and Mage, and we have a special episode sixty nine coming up. I'll try and keep everybody up to date on all that stuff going on. Our guest we're having on is Bird here. Hello. And we also have Bats from the episode with Ghostface. Loki from the Baba Yaga episode. And Chaotic. And I am hosting as we are doing a monster smasher pass. Mm-hmm. With monsters that are intelligent enough to consent. Because consent is important. Yes. Monsters, gods, uh, cryptids. You have to come see the list of them all as we, as they explore them, I, and run through the list. Figured it'd be a good special. Then our, all of our October specials are right after that. So, I mean, as Nigel Thornberry would see, it's a smashing good time. Uh, I don't know if Chaotic has any news. Because she's not here? Uh, none that I think would be upcoming. The next episode, I, there is something that would be in the next episode, but not this week, no. Okay. Uh, I guess since KX is here to do the outro, I shall try and make one up on the spot. Unless Momo wants to. Just dub Chaotic Outro. Nah, that's no fun. That's more work for me because I don't have it cut separately from anything else. I make her do it new every time. Well, that's what you get for making her do it new every time. And you can keep this in here so Kayla can hear I'm rubbing her. I love you. (laughs) Okay. So thank you all for coming to listen to the Monsters, Myths, and Mayhem podcast. Uh, As always, please give us a like, a review, stars. Got to keep Chaotic going with stars. She gives her boosts in power yeah on all podcasting sites apple amazon google play iHeartRadio, pretty much any other podcaster you can see or listen on we shall be back with our next one 
as soon as possible.